All right. Our first author up reading is Judy Penn Shellect, and she's reading from her Marketville Mysteries, and the book is called Skeletons in the Attic. So set us up and let us know what you're going to talk about, Judy. All right. So, yes, the book I'm reading from today is Skeletons in the Attic. Hopefully you can see that. And I'm going to take you to um, the op- one of the opening scenes in Chapter 1. Uh, right now we're joining Leith Hampton, who is a lawyer, and Calamity, Callie Barnstable, who is the book's narrator and protagonist. Um, and they're in the boardroom of Hampton and Associates. Uh, some of the text has been abridged in the interest of time. Leith Hampton opened a drawer and removed a manila file folder along with a thin document bound in pale blue cardboard. The words, Last Will and Testament of James David Barnstable etched in black on the cover. Let's go into the boardroom, he said. We won't be disturbed there. I followed Leith into a long, windowless room with a mahogany table surrounded by several black leather swivel chairs. I selected a seat across from him and waited. Leith placed the will in front of him, moving an invisible crease with a well-manicured hand, the nails showing evidence of a vigorous buffing. I wondered what kind of man went in for a man in petty. I was surmising on the petty, and decided it was the kind of man who billed his services out for $500 an hour. Unlike his office, which had a desk stacked high with paperwork, the boardroom was devoid of clutter or ornamentation. The sole exception was a framed photograph of an attractive blue-eyed blonde, mid to late twenties. She had her arms wrapped possessively around two fair-haired children, ages about three and five. Mrs. Leith Hampton the fourth, I assumed, or possibly the fifth. I'd lost count, not that it mattered. My business here had nothing to do with Hampton's latest trophy wife or their gap-tooth offspring. I was here for the reading of my father's last will and testament, an event I would have been far happier not attending for a good many years to come. Unfortunately, a faulty safety harness hadn't stopped his fall from the 30th floor of a condo under construction. The fact that a criminal defense attorney of Leith's reputation had drawn up the will was an indication of just how long the two men had been friends. Leaf cleared his throat and stared at me with his intense blue eyes. Are you sure you're ready, Calamity? I know how close you were to your father. I flinched at the Calamity. Folks called me Callie or they didn't call me at all. Only my dad had been allowed to call me Calamity, and even then only when he was seriously annoyed with me and never in public. It was a deal we'd made back in elementary school. Kids can be cruel enough without the added incentive of a name like Calamity. As for being ready... I'd been ready since I got the call telling me my father had been involved in an unfortunate occupational accident. That's how the detached voice on the other end of the phone had put it, an unfortunate occupational accident. I knew at some point I'd have to face the fact that my dad wasn't coming back, that we'd never again argue over politics or share a laugh while watching an episode of The Big Bang Theory. Knew that one day I'd sit down and have a good long cry, but right now wasn't the time, and this certainly wasn't the place. I'd long ago learned to store my feelings into carefully constructed compartments. I leveled Leith with a dry-eyed stare and nodded. I'm ready. Leith opened the file and began to read. I, James David Barnstable, hereby declare that this is my last will and testament, and that I hereby revoke blah, 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 blah. I bequeathed the whole of my estate, property, and effects to my daughter, Calamity Doris Barnstable. 
I nodded and tuned out the monotony of the legal, the will's legalese. I had expected no more and no less. I was the only child of two only children, and my mother had long ago left my dad and me to fend for ourselves. Not that the whole of his estate would amount to much. Some well-worn furniture, a few mismatched dishes, a small stack of dog-eared paperbacks. There is one provision, Lee said, dra dragging me out of my reverie. Your father wants you to move into the house in Marketville. I sat up straighter and looked Leith in the eye. Clearly I'd missed something important when I'd zoned out with the blah, blah, blah. What house in Marketville? Leith let out a theatrical courtroom sigh, well-practiced but over-the-top for his audience of one. You haven't really been listening, have you, Calamity? I was forced to admit I had not, although now he had my undivided attention. Marketville was a commuter community about an hour north of Toronto. The sort of town where families with two kids, a collie, and a cat moved to looking for a bigger house, a better school, and soccer fields. It didn't sound much like me or my father. You're saying my father owned a house in Marketville? I don't understand. Why didn't he live there? Leith shrugged. It seems he couldn't bear to part with it and he couldn't stand living in it. He's been renting it out since 1986. The year my mother had left, I'd been six. I tried to remember a house in Marketville. Nothing came to mind. Even my memories of my mother were vague. The house has gone through some hard times, what with tenants coming and going over the years, Leith continued. I've done my best to manage the property, but not living nearby. He colored slightly. I glanced at the photo of his vibrant young family and suspected such treasures did not keep, come cheap. There was probably alimony for the other trophy wives as well. I decided to let it go. My father had trusted him. That had to be enough. You said you want, he wanted me to move into the house. When was he going to tell me? Well, I think the initial plan was that your father was going to move back in there, but of course now. Now that he's dead, you think he wanted me to move there? Actually, it's more than wanted calamity. It's provision of the will that you move into 16 Snack Dragon Circle for a period of one year. After that, you are free to do what you wish. Go back to renting it, continue to live there, or sell it. And if I decide to sell it, Homes in that area of Marketville typically sell quickly and for a decent price. You'd have to put in some elbow grease, but your father left you some money for renovations. He had money set aside, enough for renovations. I thought about a shabby townhouse, the threadbare carpets, the flannel sheet covering holes in the fabric of the ancient olive green brocade sofa. I always thought my dad was frugal because he had to be. It never occurred to me he was squirreling away money to fix up a house I didn't even know existed. Leith nodded. Enough for you to take a year off work and fulfill the other requirement. Leaving my call center job at the bank would definitely not be a hardship. And my month-to-month -month lease would be easy enough to break. What's the other requirement? Leith leaned back in his chair and let out another one of his theatrical sighs. I got the impression he didn't really approve of the condition. Your father wants you to find out who murdered your mother, and he believes the clues may be hidden in the Marketville house. And that's my story. Thank you very much, Judy. That was excellent. Thank you. And uh, now we'll go down to John. What's going on your end of the bar? 